Before we get started, I'd just like to let you know there is one swear word in today's show. See if you can hear it. Just keep, just an, keep an ear out. There's no just the one. Forget just the one. It. But I just thought, you know, it'd be. Uh, I thought you should know that going in. I'm going to make them an offer again. I feel the need. The need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennec. Go ahead. Make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. And impact is what you're going to get. This is <laughs> the best movies you've never seen. Welcome to the show. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the person who's seen all the movies uh, multiple times. And I'm joined by my friend Trevor Long, who we've named a podcast after. <laughs> the best movies you've never seen. Because he's not seen any of these movies. Well, Trevor, welcome. Great to be back. I'm um, becoming a movie buff. Not not, not fully, let's be honest. But I'm, I'm, yep. I'm enjoying movies more than any time That's in my great. life. And the good thing is that if you need to remember a movie, you can go back and listen to one of our previous shows. I can go back and listen. I can fire up the Hisense TV and find it back on my fetch box. I'm good to go. Absolutely right. So, yeah, you can go back. These are timeless, these shows. You can go back and listen to our back catalogue. I never I, thought I'd I'm say a, that. I've got a back catalogue. When I'm an old man <laughs> like you, I'll just listen back <laughs> and remember everything <laughs> good we on did. Ya. All right, then. All right, let's get on with today's movie is Misery. This was released in 1990. Stars Kathy Bates and the late James Kahn. We're doing this show because James, Jimmy Kahn died a couple of weeks ago. We thought we'd keep it current. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I just say, obviously, the biggest problem I have with movies and actors is I don't really know names. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might know characters I've seen. So the name didn't really ring a bell to me. And frankly, some of the uh, photos I saw when there was tributes of his yeah. passing didn't really resonate with me. But yeah. as soon as I turned this on, I went, oh, my God, I know him. Yeah, there you go. Do you know what I mean? He was, he was instantly recognised. Great, great actor. Yeah, James Kahn, rest in peace. This movie was directed by Rob Reiner, okay. based on the Stephen King novel of the same name. Now, Stephen King was reluctant to sell the film rights to this movie. Okay. He was worried. He said that he was worried that they wouldn't make a movie that was true to his vision. Uh. But he was, though, there was one movie that really impressed him, and we've covered it on the show that he wrote, Stand By Me. Right. Remember, that's based on the Stephen King I'd novella. That, yep. It's called The Body. He was his novella. And he said, look, I'll sell you misery on one condition, that Rob Reiner 
either producers or directors because he did Stand By Stand Me. Stand By Me. So that, that's how it got made. Wow. Now, Rob that's, Reiner. That's a really yeah. big faith vote. Absolutely. Well, he was really happy with Stand By Me. He thought, I've got faith in this director. Let's go with him. Beautiful. Now, Rob Reiner, though, he was had been fascinated by Stephen King novels that had been turned into movies since he watched The Shining, which came out in 1980, okay. starred Jack Nicholson. So he ended up directing two Stephen King um, adaptations, Stand By Me, and now, which was based on The Body, and uh, this, and now Misery. Now, Rob Reiner, the, he was, the, a lot of people were, were sceptical whether he, this was the right project for him at the time. Oh. So he thought, you know what, the movie's really about a man trapped by his own success. That's kind of how he envisioned it. And he yep. thought, well, this is the movie for me. And look look what happened. It was a, I, I thought it was a fantastic movie. Now, Rob Reiner also wanted to sort of give it a bit of a Hitchcockian feel. So he studied a lot oh, of Alfred Hitchcock. I was going to say, yeah. it felt a bit that yes. way. Yes, so he sort of studied a lot of Hitchcock films and sort of learned how to shoot a thriller that was basically set in one room. Really. Yeah. It was like really static. There's some it wasn't, remarkable it wasn't like, things about this yeah. movie. So it wasn't like they were travelling to all these fascinating places and backdrops. It was in a house. Location scouts, easy yeah. job. <laughs> there you go, easy, easy to do it. So, uh, yeah, this was also the first feature produced by uh, Castle Rock Entertainment, which is Rob Reiner's company. When it came up, I'm like, yeah, what? It's like Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Castle Rock Entertainment. And it's named Castle Rock because that was the the, t- the small town that was uh, being stand by me. Ah, of course. Stephen King yes, often, often yep. bases um, sh- sh- his books in, books in Castle, Castle Rock. Rock, Maine, all around there. So, yeah. So had you had any impressions of this film before um, I told you to watch it? Zero. Nothing. Oh, like Didn't I even know it existed. Um, no. Yeah, had nothing. Uh, and, and this is... I'm just going to say straight up without spoiling anything that I have to say in the future, but this yep. is probably the epitome of this podcast. Yes. Because I, I know nothing about it, but I understand now that it's a, it's a classic in many ways, some amazing actors, and, and as yep. you've already mentioned the credentials of the writer. and Yeah. Yep. You know, it's... It's a big miss if you if you haven't seen it. That's yeah. what that's well, what I've what? taken away. I've got to say, I envy not know you for not knowing anything about it because it was such a ride that you went on. Like and, I'd read the book and, and, and I knew we, everything about we it. We will go on that ride yeah. shortly. But I have one question for you at this yeah. point because you often talk, and in fact, I talk to my kids about this at the moment because yeah. Victoria's reading Harry Potter, which she's watching in the movie, yep. and Harry's like, "Why don't we just watch the movie?" And I'm like, uh-huh. "Dude, I'm with you." Yeah. But how do you watch a movie like this mm. having read the book? Because the wild ride that I went on. You could yeah. never have gone on. Yeah, well, I, I, I like reading the book. And I, I, when you're reading a book, I've got a vision of it in my head. The, I've got a movie version of it in my head as I'm reading it. Yes. So I'm, I'm picturing it how it's going to play out. And I, I like to match that with the movie to see how someone else has interpreted it to see if it matches my But you my don't get the same shock and surprise. Eh, well, well, I think the, the, the pleasure that I get is seeing how well they've adapted it. Okay. So the... The, the there are things they've added to this movie and taken away the, yep. from the book that we'll talk about, but okay. uh, I thought it was uh, it was great. Uh, now, bit of a big reaction around this too. Would it surprise you to learn that Kathy Bates, who played Annie Wilkes, won the Best Actress Oscar? Absolutely not. There you have it. Uh, I honestly, yeah, Oscar, wow, yeah. what a performance! In fact, Stephen King was so impressed with Kathy Bates' performance, he later wrote two more roles for her. So he wrote Dolores Claiborne, another one of his books, with her in mind to play the character if and when it became a film, and she did. So that's a pretty big rap, isn't it, from from the man himself. Now, Misery, this is going to surprise you, was almost turned into a Broadway play with Julia Roberts as Annie Wilkes. Okay. 
But <laughs> Stephen King thought, what? Are you kidding me? No. Annie Wilkes, she's a big woman who can sling a gun. And yeah, she's no sort of... She's not Im- a little There's pixie. some important yeah. factors there which we'll Absolutely get to in right. the unpack, yeah. But it was turned into a Broadway adaptation that was uh, starring as Paul Sheldon, Bruce Willis. Really? And Laurie Metcalf as Annie Wilkes, but she was in, uh, she was in Roseanne. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she's also in The Big Bang Theory as one yes. of the mums. One of the mums, yeah. Sheldon's mum. That's it. This is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to deep dive into Misery. Now, this is, uh, if you haven't seen Misery, you can catch it on Fetch. Fetch is one of the greatest set-top boxes you can own because of the amount of content available. So let me just run you through this. Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Prime Video, Paramount+, Plus, Stan, YouTube, YouTube Kids, BritBox, Hey You, Acorn, Vivo, Cadoodle, Vimeo, Plex, Ted, so many streaming services right there, ready to launch, and you can get a fetch box through IONet, Aussie Broadband, iPrimus, Westnet, Internode, or you can go to a major retailer like JB Hi-Fi, Bingley, Domain, Harvey Norman, and good guys. That's where you go to get yourself a set-top box that will change your entertainment viewing forever because you're getting your free-to-air TV, you're getting movie rentals, movie purchases, streaming apps, streaming channels, and a whole bunch more. Check out Fetch now. You can go to fetchtv.com.au or ask your internet provider or major retailer. Alrighty, you've seen Misery now. Mm. So what changed from having zero impression to your first impression now? I'd watch this again. Yeah. I oh, really? would watch wow. this again. Right. I, and we'll get to it in the run-through, but I saw it coming early. Right. I saw the plot come okay. at, at the very early stage. Right. Um, but I was gripped. And it was interesting because I remember... I don't know whether it was when I when I pressed the rent button because I got this uh, on Fetch. You open up YouTube, you can rent and buy movies as well. So it yep. was on it was on YouTube. I remember that whether it was a rating, whether it was you know like a MA fifteen plus or R or yep. whatever. It was a high rating, and so I expected. Also, the the poster for it looked dark and yeah. horror like. What was your poster? What did it say? Um, did it, it show any of the characters? No, I just showed the house in the middle of nowhere. The house in the middle of nowhere, right, right, very okay. dark, you know. Yeah. And I I guess. I don't know why whether you said something, but it just felt, and also Stephen King. I, did, I don't yeah. know. I just assumed you thought it was horror, horror, right? right? Okay, misery, horror. I just that's yeah. what that's what I went in with. Yep. And mate, it was fair dinkum, an hour and a half of yeah. a gripping, gripping story yeah. before anything brutal happened. And she whiz, <laughs> did it I, get brutal? I think, you were, I think you were messaging me yes. while you're watching it. Yeah, I messaged some, you as some uh, cap- as, capital letters in some words. As it happened. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, I as I said earlier, I now understand. That's why this is the best movie to to explain this podcast because this has such great acting, yeah. such a great story, so well shot. Yeah, mate, it is well just directed, yeah. it's just a it's it's timeless as hell too. Absolutely, like, yeah, it's like it's the, a little time capsule, isn't it? Whether it's whether it's the makeup used for the brutality, whether it's the yeah. scene, everything is timeless. This well, thing could be re released today, yeah. and not a thing would need to change. Oh, you'd have to set it in a time period because if there's cell phones, if there's a mobile phone. That, that wears his phone. Movies probably, today are set yeah. in in the in the twenties no, and thirties. No, re- no reception, I suppose, where she lives. I suppose exactly that, that could be the answer. You know, of so so what's your I, tweet on this? I one? loved it. Um, I think my tweet is: if you haven't watched Misery in brackets like me, <laughs> this is one to get behind and get behind fast. It's a wild, wild ride. Strap in and wait for it. <laughs> well, would it surprise you that I've read the book? No, it doesn't. But not only, all. but not only did I read the book, I remember reading this book in a day. I sat down to read it and finished it that day. Oh. That's how. That's how gripping the the, the book was. Is it was weird that well. this is probably the one? This is the thing that made me want to read a book because I, yeah. I so want to understand how 
it, what do you call a book? It's like a you can't put it down. You know, that's yeah, the yeah, kind that's of, right, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. but there's you think about how slow this story kind of is. Yeah, you would think it's easily put down, but I think no. because you don't, you're waiting to find out what's happening next yeah. is why you wouldn't be able to put but it down. Also, too, I love how it gives you an insight, and you know, Stephen King's obviously a well-known author. It gives you an insight into that world as well. How he's Mate, how he writes a book and stuff. I about I don't know two thirds through. I'm thinking, okay, stop, Trev. This is not a real author or a real book. Like I had in my head that this was a real author and yeah. it was a real book series. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was. You were, it was so, you were, you so were sold on the on the writer part of it. You suspended your disbelief. What a great way it. for Stephen yeah. King to put himself and yeah. his life. Well, we'll talk about into a character. We'll talk about the sort of the 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 motivation behind the book and the message behind the book as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, as I said, I read it in a day. To become one of my favourite Stephen King adaptations, along with and we've done them. Stand by me. Yep. Shawshank Redemption Shawshank, is also yeah. Stephen King as well. One of the greats. Let's get into the casting call. And, of course, James Kahn is Paul Sheldon. And, of course, you've seen him in The Godfather. That was the yep. first show we did on the on the best movies you've never seen. He was in a great movie called Thief as well. Okay. Another film called The Gambler. And Rollerball was another one of his. He was in Elf. Have you seen him in Elf with uh, Will, uh, uh, Will so. Ferrell? Oh, I might have, yeah. yeah. He's in that as well. He's in a very underrated sci-fi movie, a favourite of mine, called Alien Nation. Okay. This wasn't even in the top first page of his tributes, but it's a really cool movie that was starring, co-starring Mandy Patinkin, the bloke out of um, Homeland. Okay. You know, the guy with the beard in Homeland? I don't. Uh, it was him, and the story behind Alien Nation is that these aliens have landed on Earth, massive ship just appears out of nowhere, and they've got to integrate into society. And it's they've integrated into Los Angeles, right? Like this was set, released in the eighties, and it's set in like not in the nineties. Okay, but it a fantastic movie, and he is oh, excellent in it. Just one, one to keep an eye out. It's it's interesting though because you know obviously he's he's well respected and he got a lot of lot of acknowledgements uh, after his passing. But I guess I just expected there to be more big name movies. It just feels yeah. like he had a great a great set of movies. Obviously, yeah. popped oh, no, off by the Godfather yeah, and, and, and yeah. Misery, but. No, no, just uh, it, it wasn't. Apart from those two, there was not much recognisable. Yeah, right. Oh, for yourself, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Oregon Thief, Gambler, Alienation. I reckon we might put that on the show. Actually, it's a favourite of mine. Uh, he he said in an interview. I watched the DVD extras. He said he did not read the book to prepare for filming. Wanted to be spontaneous. We'll talk about how I his support that. his acting style and Kathy Bates' acting style. How they how they clashed during the movie as well. Kathy Bates, of course, played Annie Wilkes, and she was in Titanic. She played one of the one of the passages on Titanic. She was also in Fried Green Tomatoes. She was in another movie with uh, with Jack Nicholson called About Schmidt, which is a quirky little movie. It was actually William Goldman who wrote the screenplay for Misery, based on the Stephen King novel, really famous screenwriter, who recommended her right. to to the producers. Said, "Look, give her a try." She was a then unknown, totally unknown actress. This was her breakout. Was her? She was had starred in a couple other movies, but this was her big break. Yep. And she hit it out of the park. Would you believe who turned down the role of Annie Wilkes? One Bette Midler. Oh wow! Was hey, offered the role. You know and what? You could you could see that. Yeah, and she's she said she at the time she thought it was too violent. Yeah, for but her. But since yeah. since then she said oh, I was stupid to turn that movie down. She's <laughs> since regretted it. She's publicly acknowledged that. Uh, Lauren Bacall. Did you did you recognise her? She played Marsha Sindel, the book agent. The publisher, uh, yeah, she's a very famous actress. To have and have not the big sleep, murder on the Orient Express, 
in a lot of those movies with Humphrey Bogart, you know, Bogey right. and Bacall are the movies, the um. combination. She's the Bacall half. Anyway, before we get to the run-through, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that's Hisense. If you're after a big-screen TV to really enjoy all the movies that we talk about on the best movies you've never seen, then check out a Hisense. They've got everything that you're looking for in a television. Let's talk about, first of all, size. Of course, they can take you up to 120 inches if you want to have a laser TV, also, their ULED TVs go up to 98 inches. There's also 85 and 75 inches as well. So if it's size you're after, Hisense has got you covered. Now let's talk about quality. The quality you can get on a Hisense TV, 4K TVs across the range. They also have their quantum dot technology on board. Some of their TVs also have the micro LED backlighting as well to give you much better contrast and much better high dynamic range as well. But let's also talk about the audio. Sound is very important when you're watching a movie and built into the Hisense TVs is Dolby Atmos. This is, the, this is if you're watching a Dolby Atmos movie, you're hearing sounds coming from all around the room and these are all coming from the Hisense TV. So yet another, another feature to keep an eye out for. And also too, how about peace of mind? You want to buy a TV, you want to know that it's going to last Hisense give you a three-year warranty. They're one of the only companies, one of the only TV manufacturers to offer a three-year warranty. So knowing that, you know they back their product. So if you want to experience these movies on a big screen and in high quality, check out a Hisense TV in your nearest store or also go to their website, uh, hisense.com.au. Are you ready to get through this, Trev? This Bring is a it quite on. a ride. Now, the movie opens on... We're in a room and there's um, Paul Sheldon's typing away and you see beside him there's a bottle of champagne, there's a little cigarette. So I think this is kind of his celebration ritual. He's yes. sort of nearing the end of his book. And uh, he, I think, did you like how he put the last page down and said, Untitled by yeah. Paul Sheldon. And, so and I like that he yeah. hand wrote the end. Wasn't typed. Yeah. So um, this is like a little ritual of his. Hey? Yeah. So, you yeah. established very, very early on he's a writer yeah. and that this is the end of a book. And, yes. You know, I think anyone that's, whether you've watched a movie or any or read a book, you understand that about authors, you understand they, they normally go away. They're, they're in their yeah. zone to do this. So he's been in his zone, whether it's in his den at home or wherever, he's finished his book. Yeah, he was in the Silver Creek Lodge. Uh, we find that later on that he's, uh, this is kind of where he likes to finish his book. He's, has uh, always he, He's done, always yep. done this. But what does he do? He hops in the car. So you think Puts he's going to drive, he's going to... First thing I noticed was yes. the beautiful, um, what do you call like that? A leather, leather, leather case. Yeah, leather, leather case, leather, he puts yeah. it in. Um, it's very worn. And, and yeah. I immediately went, I bet you that's... The, that, like, a, like a tradition. I know, I know we learn about the ritual through the movie, but as soon as he put it in that case, I went, I bet you that's the same case he always puts his new yes, it is, book yes, in. And it turns it. out that's true. Now, he decides, okay, I like it. He puts the manuscript on the front seat. And they're off through the snow, and this is this is when the credits play. So the credits are playing as he's winding yeah. through this these mountainous area, and it's snowing. Weather gets worse, the sort of a blizzard conditions develop. And were you were you thinking, okay, he's gonna he's gonna run off the road here, or what were you thinking? I was thinking there's there's yeah, a reason there's why danger. it's bad weather, and he's right. on a, in a car. Okay, yeah. well you were right. He does lose control, crashes down an embankment. Now when this was filmed, they they could only do this once, so they they set up multiple cameras. To capture the 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 car, there was uh, six six or seven. They had nine cameras, and apparently the producer said that only six of or seven of them actually were working because <laughs> oh. it was really cold in the, yeah. in the blizzard. So, uh, but they knew they got the shot, so they were able to throw the car off the cliff and get it in one. 
Now, there's a next scene's like kind of a flashback scene. Yeah. This and, this is yeah. where I immediately go, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we living in the past, the present? Yeah. What are we doing here? Because you when you when you cut to something completely different, I'm I'm like, okay, has he recovered from that crash now? <laughs> um, but then you quickly find out this is this is a, an earlier yeah. part, and you find out too that the leather case, what the significance is, of that case, exactly. Is. Yeah, he carried apparently carried around his first book. Carried one copy around yeah. to everyone, and no one would take it. But the 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 basis of this scene is that he feels he's a bit of a sellout. He's still he's he doesn't consider himself a writer. He's in the misery business. It, it sets up the fact yeah. that he's got this series, this you know yes. well acclaimed, wildly successful series. Most, you know he's yeah. he's a big deal. This guy is yes. a big deal. He's got this huge series, but he feels like he's sold out to this series, and he yeah. wants to just write something else. Yeah. So I think we're establishing here that he's he's about to publish the final. Book in yeah. this series. No, no, this was that. He'd already published He's the about final. to write that. This is a new one. No, no, this is a new book. The one he finished at Silver Creek is the, a new book, not a misery book. So yeah, I think but the new one's about to come out. About yeah. to be published, correct. But the manuscript that he's got is, is, the, is a completely book. new yeah, thing. Yeah, that's right. But and, this is a meeting with a publisher to talk about yeah. this final well, misery book about to hit the, hit well, the he'd, he'd written this book thinking, look, I, I want to. this is a new direction I want to go to. I, I, he thinks it's a sellout. And then her response is, well... Misery put braces on your kids, yeah, put them all through college, cool. and bought you two houses. Yeah. So do you, yeah, do you, he said, but he says, look, I didn't want this to become my life. But then yeah. he refers to the fact that killing off Misery Chastain, which is the obviously the character the in his book, main character, uh, is what he's just done. Yes. And this new book is sort of his way out of a his new direction as a writer. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an interesting one because again, you've just seen him finish his book, you've seen him crash, but you're flashing back. Yeah. The, the book in his portfolio is not the new book. It's 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 him it's new, talking yeah. to his publisher yeah. about a book that's about to come out that's he's in his past yeah, and the correct. fact that he's about to yeah. go off and write that's right. this new chapter in his now, life. Paul, you notice they, they they give you a close up of the they I think they show you Misery's the latest Misery cover. Yeah. And you'll notice it was published by Viking. That was the same company that were that had that published Stephen King's books then. Oh, really? So he thought I'd give him a give, give him a, him a shout plug, out. yeah. Give him a shout out. <laughs> uh, next thing we see the cars in the snow. So flashback to the present. Um so he's laying injured in the car, but then suddenly a crowbar opens the door. Drags him out, and my and first thought yeah. is, "Are you going to leave the manuscript? Yeah, Don't leave the manuscript, because <laughs> I'm thinking that manuscript's going to get covered in six foot of snow. Don't yes. leave it." But no, they they grab the manuscript as well. This person, we don't know who this is yet, performs mouth to mouth, which I immediately think is strange. Just quietly, yeah. Well, they uh, carry him out, but then we we sort of. So this all in the, I like how sort of the whole scene sort of whites out with the blizzard, and then next thing you see, he's, it's he's the in ca- a house. The camera view is, is then yeah. from his eyeballs, isn't it? Yeah. It's like him looking around. Yeah, him sort of looking fuzzy Dazed. around. Yeah, doesn't know where he is, and uh, he he's trying to establish where he is. I'm your number one fan. There is nothing to worry about. You're going to be just fine. I'll take good care of you. I'm your number one fan. We're just outside Silver Creek. Okay. How long? You've been here two days. You're going to be okay. My name is Annie Wilkes. My number one fan. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I'm also a nurse. Here, take these. She gives him the novel uh, tablet, which yeah. is actually a fict- fictitious It's fictitious, drug. is it? Yeah, it's not real. Uh, and he says, why am I not in a hospital? 
And she said, oh, the blizzard, the phone lines are down, the roads are blocked. And oh, this is, yeah. the, when I remember I said I, yeah. I foreshadowed, yeah. this is where I went, this is not right. Uh-oh. This, <laughs> this woman is not, this is not right. I immediately had that feeling. I don't know whether that's, yeah. I, I don't know why, but that, that yeah. was my immediate feeling. But, I, but it didn't put me off, I'm like gripped. I'm like, okay, okay let's what, go, what's girl. What's going on? That's right. <laughs> but uh, she, we see she comes and gives him more pills. She explains that his legs are broken. Yep. and that his shoulder was dislocated. That she she worked. She she got his she popped his shoulder back in. Yeah, and she worked on his legs. Remember, she pulled back the covers. Oh man, she pulls she, back she, the covers, <laughs> and that's some sick ass makeup. It's really just padding yeah, and stuff around yeah. his legs because it's pretty gruesome. I'll explain what that is later. But he's sort of she's she's put like um like a like a brace splint on yeah, and, and just and a bandage. Brace. Yeah, yeah. She and, talks um, about basically the fact that his legs were smashed. Yes, and she's just and she's splints. she was actually proud of her work. She said, she's very proud. Not, not bad. Not a bad job. Looked yeah. horrific, but yeah. she was proud as all punch. Yeah, and uh, but so you got to remember this movie had James Khan in bed for fifteen weeks of shooting. He was laying down in this yeah, right. filming it fifteen weeks, and he thought uh, James Khan thought Rob Reiner was playing a joke on him, but. Uh, the, he he knew that his James Khan wasn't going to enjoy being uh, immobile for so long. He's not used to playing. It's a strange, but yeah. you know what I love about that is it, it actually then proves and shows how good an actor someone is because mm. it proves that it's not just about the the physical portrayal. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a there's a verbal, well, he definitely emotional, act, facial right. portrayal, and that's well, what's great about it's it. Interesting you say because he's Khan says he's he's not used to playing a reactionary character. Right, he's normally the one causing the problem rather than <laughs> reacting to the problem. But uh, we get we get uh, a, a a scene where the publisher is now calling Silver Creek, and we meet Buster, who's kind of the local sheriff. She, she says, can, "Can I speak to the the, the chief of police yeah. or the sheriff?" I'm all of that. Yeah, he yeah. goes, "Which one do you want?" Because I'm all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she says, "This is uh, his his agent saying, look, my client might be in some kind of trouble.' Do you have you heard of?" Paul Sheldon, the writer, he comes to Silver Creek Lodge to finish his books. He checked out last Tuesday. <laughs> and I, I love says, this I'll put bit. his name in the system. <laughs> he writes a poster that sticks it on the wall. Because at that that's point, you're like, you're like, okay, he's... See, yeah. see, once he puts the poster note on the wall, you're like, well, that's the last we're ever yeah. going to hear from the sheriff. <laughs> but, but I do find it fascinating, yeah. and it'll play out here. But that, that sheriff character, Buster, yeah. you know, clearly is a deeper and better cop than, than he's portrayed yes. in that first scene. Absolutely. The yeah, first scene's sure. like lazy, kick back. Yeah, yeah sure, mate. No worries. He does. He does. Uh, you do see a different side of him for sure. But I like how he says, though, uh, I'll call you back if I have found anything. Where how do you get the number? He doesn't <laughs> see the number. He doesn't see anything. Um, and if he finds anything, he wouldn't be able to call her back because she didn't give him the phone number or, or the where she works. So yeah. he's just going to have to Google. By, no, you os- can't Google either. No, that's right. Osmosis. <laughs> Back at Annie's house, she's shaving him now, oh, yeah. and she said, "Look, you know, it's a miracle that you've. He it, it's a miracle you found me." And then we realise, is this coincidence, yeah. or she kind of says she was following him? Yes. So I'm thinking, hang it's on, because she knows. Oh, look, I know. I look up at your light. Yeah, she see, said, I, I come up to Silver there. Creek. I look yeah. at the window. Stalker. Wow, big yeah, time. Yeah. So she happened to be following him at the time. And uh, she was the one who was who was there to rescue him. Like, but see, it's interesting because in that whole credit scene where he's driving down the hill yeah. and stuff, there's no other headlights. There's no other. You like yeah. they don't show anything else. Well, it's pretty tight on the Mustang, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's just fascinating. That they She's don't, a better driver too, by the sounds of it. <laughs> true. It's also fascinating they don't choose to show that yes. in the scene. Well, to, I to think give you to the, keep the mystery, to keep yeah, the mystery, yeah. yeah. Well, and plus she drives a like an SUV, so yeah. she, she's got something Looks better like a equipped, Ford Bronco, yeah. better equipped for for that those conditions. Yep. But um, 
She said, look, I she's read all of the Misery books and she is his number one fan. He asks again about the phone lines. Remember, she says, look, you give me all the numbers, I'll, I'll keep trying them if you want to. And again, at this point, I'm like, she's not trying nothing. Yeah. I'm already at that you point. You reckon? Okay. Yep. She noticed, though, his manuscript. Yep. She says, look, I know that she knew the story of the of that, that binder, the leather yep. the leather case. And uh, she said, um, she goes, do you, do you want to read it? He goes, are you really? And so... Man, I think he, doesn't he say I own, there's only like two people I let read it my my yeah. uh, my my agent yeah and anyone that saves my life yeah that's right <laughs> that's a good line and then she does read it she says oh what a rare treat you've given me but then his pain comes back and she says oh you know, so, you know your, your pain's like clockwork so it's, it's how your pain comes and goes which is which again there's this point where I go hang on it's like clock is this is this tablet actually a painkiller yeah. or is she drugging well, him with something <laughs> yeah that's right like well, I, I'm already so yeah. skeptical about so many things I think she even he even says to her he goes maybe you can even come up with a title because yeah, it was untitled. untitled now you remember how pretty crook his legs looked the oh. fake, these fake legs oh, dear they God. were fake legs right molded out of gelatin so they 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 sort of formed it like sort of plaster. And uh, there were wires inserted in his ankles for a scene that you'll we'll talk about later <laughs> as well. But uh, they were there oh. were there were holes in it so that he could slip his rear legs up to the knee in it. So yeah. you can see how fake they were, right? Yeah. But that were they were they were made of gelatin. The uh, next thing we see, Buster is up at Silver Creek Lodge. And this is the moment we go, okay, so he yeah. hasn't let that go. He's doing something, that's right. He's thinking, hang on a minute. And we find out that, oh, you know, he's always been a great, he keeps to himself, he's a very quiet, yeah. he orders a bottle of champagne, he doesn't doesn't uh, carry on like no a... Like a races, yeah. yeah, he doesn't, doesn't carry on like a celebrity. Um, he drives the same car up there, a 65 Mustang. Did you pick that Gorgeous one? 65 Mustang. Always been you a good get that guest. in Lego, same colour too. Oh, can you Ooh. really? There you go. I yeah. think I've got that. Yes, I think I've got that. That's I've, the car. I've built it. Yeah, wow. It's, it's in the background of my whenever That's I'm on the TV. Misery yeah. car, mate. <laughs> Is that right? Was it the same colour? Was it blue? It's a dark blue. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure it was. Cool. Yeah. I've got the misery car up there. We cut back to black. Annie, yeah. and uh, she's feeding him soup. Yeah. Now she has already started reading yes. part of the book, and uh, he said, "Look, you know what?" She said, "Who am I to criticise you? You're a great writer. Yeah, no, let me know what you think." Well, it's brilliantly written, but then everything you write is brilliant. Pretty rough stuff. The swearing, Paul. There, I said it. Yeah, the profanity bothers you. It has no nobility. These are slum kids. I was a slum kid. Everybody talks like that. They do not! What do you think I say when I go to the feed store in town? Oh, now, Wally, give me a bag of that effing pig feed and 10 pounds of that bitchly cow corn. And in the bank, do I tell Mrs. Bollinger, oh, here's one big bastard of a check. Give me some of your Christing money. There, look there. See what you made me do? Such a great, I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm thinking... Uh oh! So music, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh, that's a really good audio clip because the music yeah, comes in. It's the first up. time you get that kind of brilliant, um, suspenseful sense to this yeah. movie. But also that Oscar, like, oh yeah, she's for a genius, that. Yeah. Just for that, mate. Not, just for that, mate. There's others that are unbelievable. That and like she, as she's talking, she's spilling the soup, and she's getting all worked like, but, up. But the th- thing is, yeah. not spilling it entirely. She's just it's it felt so real. Yeah, that was so good. She says. Then she says to him for the first time, "I love you, Paul." For your mind and your creativity. Now, remember I told you about the different acting methods used yep. by James Kahn and Kathy Bates? They clashed pretty heavily about their different acting methods. Really? So, 
Khan was, he never read the book. He didn't believe in rehearsal. He wanted to be on the spot, sort of in, in the moment. Yep. Whereas Kathy Bates has a theatre background. So she's used to rehearsing the hell out of it. So their oh. methods weren't on the same page. Right. And during during the uh, during the production, she commented to Rob Reiner that look, he's he's not he's not trying. He doesn't he's not trying to relate to me. And so Reiner had to said, look, you, Reiner's advice to her was, you know, that frustration you're feeling right now, use that in your character. So put that in your character. Yeah. And she did. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fascinating uh, thing though, because yeah. when you're saying acting um, clash, I'm like, yeah. You know how you yeah. hear about people who are method actors versus yes, whatever. That's right. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't imagine how two actors could clash like that, but it, yeah. it's the it's the background style. Yeah, well, she's, the, she's from theatre. Yeah. Theatre versus in the moment. That's a really yeah. interesting So clash. he's he's been always a film actor. Yeah. She's come from the theatre. So yeah. he's just here to deliver ways. his lines yeah. and, and find the right emotion for them. Now I think yeah. in the hands of a lesser director, that could have been disastrous. Yeah, that's true. But Rob yeah. Rhino is is I think he's great. His advice to her really helped. I reckon. Absolutely. Put that in the character. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we see is Buster driving up the highway, <laughs> trying to. Uh, he and she's a bit of a frisky one. The missus. Yeah, eh? the like missus. Uh, what would yeah, they be? They're a quirky 70s, couple. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Quirky, quirky. You know, they're in the and car. She's frisky she, as uh, heck. Puts the hand on his knee. Says, "Listen, oh, well, Buster's when, like when you're in this car, you're not my wife. You're my deputy sheriff." <laughs> <laughs> but then, he, then he's like, "Wait, stop, stop, pull over." Because he notices something. a broken limb. Could have been the weight of the snow. Yeah, broken could have tree. been the rotten branch. Could have been the wind. Could have been a lot of things. So that now, was the first sign. But didn't it frustrate? Did you think, oh, they're going to find the car here? Yeah, absolutely. But she, he's gone down there. He falls into soars, a... Yeah, he falls into the deep snow. And it's a great, deep. It's a great pan. Yeah, so where, where he, back. He's walking. He's, he's given up. He's going back up to the car. And the camera really slowly pulls back. And to the right to expose the wheel. Yeah, he was that close. It was. He was it that was close. Right there. My only problem with this scene. Yeah. Is the tree. The tree breaking in half like that. that. that it's, it was like a waist the, height. The tree was no. It was mate. It was. Remember, it was under snow. Yes, yes. That's the, what I'm thinking. The it tree been, was broken at like two and a half yeah, no, meters high. With the snow though, it would have been the snow would have made it. The car would have hit it at that level because no. would, there would have been like a metre of snow it was still it. a metre and a half okay. gap mate okay. I don't know how the car do you like do I've got to like... re-watch the crash scene to see how much it flies yeah, in the okay, air yeah maybe maybe oh that, that's true yeah now did you love this shot remember how he's walked back out of the snow and the camera then pans across and you see the car driving by and it's Annie Oh, so that's right. Point yes. Of view. So the camera pans and and looks. You see, looking her yes. right in the face. She. So she now knows that old mate sheriff yeah. has been. Is at the scene. They of know the what's accident. doing. But that yeah. that point of view shot as he she passes him on the side of the so road. So good. That was um that was designed by the film cinematographer, which was Barry Sonnenfeld. That rings a bell. He went on to direct all the Men in Black movies. Oh, really? Yeah, so he was the cinematographer. He came up with that shot. So it's sort of looking at focusing on the side of the road and then suddenly focusing on the driver so of the car good. and then continuing all along the road with the, with, with Annie. Yeah, wow. Uh, back at home, Annie uh, opens the door to his room and uh, showing him that he bought, she bought his new book, yep. Misery's Child. He all, she also says, look, I called your agent. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, see what happens there. I know oh, she said I tried to call your agent. Yes. I've left a message. Yep. He tells her I think it's his. He needs daughter's to get birthday. in touch. It's his daughter's birthday. By the way, at this point, I'm like, this is about to go real bad because yep. we're aware now that she's massive fan, loves his writing. Yes. Also, doesn't like him swaying from a plan because we've seen yes. about the 
the the the new book. Yes, uh, she doesn't know what happens in Misery's Child. We uh, do. <laughs> well, well, we do because we, 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 we were given a sense it, yeah. of that in the in the Early earlier on, true. Flash, flashback. So uh, next thing uh, at breakfast the next day, she comes in and goes, "Oh, I'm up to page seventy five. She says it's not just great; it's perfect. So she's <laughs> loving it. Do you love this bit where just out of nowhere he's in the bedroom laying down and a pig walks in? That is a bit weird. She comes into the room. And uh, she says, oh, I thought you two should meet. <laughs> this was an unusual scene. This farm was kind of dreary with just a few cows and chickens and me. But when I got misery here, everything changed. Misery. She just makes me smile so. She's a fine uh, pig is what she is. I'm on page 300 now, Paul. And it's better than perfect. It's divine. What's the ceiling that Dago painted? The Sistine Chapel. Yeah, that and Misery's Child. Those are the only two divine things ever in this world. <laughs> this was funny. You know, she's sort of grunting. She grunts. The pig, she and grunts. She turns and, and to him and grunts to him, to him. <laughs> with a with a grunty pig face making the noise. Like a, such a great right, act. It was genius. But mate, I the, love that. I, yeah, love I love the it. character <laughs> formation of her here. Yeah. Because what's the ceiling of that Dago painted? Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's almost Christian perfect, right? For yeah. most of it. Then she goes off the rails earlier yeah. with the swearing. But you put that down to the Christianity start yeah. side of her, right? Yeah. But then you've got this racist side to her, which suddenly comes out. <laughs> Completely blasé, by the way. Yeah. Now, I had to think for a moment, okay, when was this set and was that an okay... It was in the no, 1990, yeah. But, but I, I don't think it was still at a time where that was an okay thing no. just to throw out, right? No so, way. yeah, yeah it, it's it's a really subtle building of her character, don't yeah. you reckon? We get a bit more of an insight into her character this next scene where yes. she's talking about how her husband, when her husband left her... And she says, I thought I'd go crazy. So what I did, I just, uh, I dove into my work. I got absorbed into my work. Um, she said, and that, that's when she said, look, I decided, I did a lot of reading and that's when she discovered misery. So um, she said, that the, she says, she's talking to him. She said, I've only got two chapters to go. And I love this bit where he, remember he gave her his bottle, her, her bottle, he, his bottle of piss. He's been taking a leak in the, yeah. in the bed. And she's got the bottle and, just and shaking she's, it shaking, around. she's sort of talking and sort of in a hand. He's just thinking, <laughs> casually, can you get that out of here? <laughs> Casually, uh, might spray on his bed, but uh, oh. yeah. Um, she says, "I've got to find out what happens." Because she said, "I've got to go. I've got to find out. I've got to finish the book." But um, come nightfall, we find out that she has read the book and she ain't happy. You dirty bird! How could you? She can't be dead. Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Annie, in 1871, women often died in childbirth. But her spirit is the important thing, and Misery's spirit is still alive. I don't want her spirit! I want her! And you murdered her! No, I didn't. Who did? No one. She, she died. She just slipped away. Slipped away? Slipped away? She didn't just slip away! You did it! 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 You murdered my misery! Annie! Annie! 
So what? What? Maybe she grabbed. He thought the little, he, he thought he was. She was going to kill him. Yeah. There. She grabbed the t- little table that the pot plant was sitting yep. on, and she smashed it above little the wooden bed. One and just smashed yeah. it above the bed. And um, Oof, she man. said, I, "I, I can't be around you right now." But then she lays this on him. And don't even think about anybody coming for you. Not the doctors. Not your agent. Not your family. Because I never called them. Nobody knows you're here. And you better hope nothing happens to me. Because if I die, you die. And that's it. That's the moment you're like, oh, my God, Uh-oh. strap in. We are in for it here. Because, yeah. see, and what I love about this is you have a car accident, you know, you never know what your injuries are. But the injuries here are perfect because, you know, he can't get out. Of he thing. can't, he can't, yeah. he can't get out, you he's know. A mobile, it's yeah. a huge, and remember the shoulder was quite bad yes, too. So yes, yeah. it's going to take him some time to get any sense of ability yep. back. And that's yeah. what's most fascinating about he's, that. But man, that, again. Her, she, she drives off after this. Yeah, because yeah. she's angry. Her yeah, face, her yeah. anger. Oh boy. Whew. And he's panicking now. The look on his face, he's thinking, yep. what the he hell realizes am I going to do? He's not in Kansas anymore, Toto. But, uh, he, he actually tries to get out of bed. Remember, and he falls. Yeah, falls out. And he crawls to the door and thinks, it's locked. the door's locked. Yeah. She's locked him in there as well. Um, next thing we see, a little newspaper article showing that Paul Sheldon is missing. Buster is again on the phone talking to the agent. She must have called him because he doesn't have her number. <laughs> Buster talking to the agent, uh, saying, look, the FBI is informed. Because remember, uh, he planned, yeah. Buster planted that because when they left the crash scene, yep. Buster said, let's go to the newspaper. Go to the newspaper. So he, yep. he put that article in there hoping to get information. That's right. And um, they, they looked at his records. He hasn't used his credit card. So they, uh, they don't know what's happening. This is, in the movie, they wanted to make Buster a bit more of a character. Because right. in the novel, uh, he's not—he's not really. He's sort of going through the motions in the novel, but right. it's in just, the movie, it's he's, just a way of checking in how this yeah, happened, how that happened. That's it right. It in, whereas they create a character out of him for the movie. Yeah, okay, in, so. in the movie, they sort of wanted to give him more deductive skills, more to, more of a detective okay. sort of skills. So I, I genuinely love the way they yeah. built the. Again, there's a lot of such great character building yeah. in this. But the way he's built as just a lazy ass cop. Yep. But then just simple things like going to the newspaper. You yep. know, it, it really does progress well yep. for him. Uh, back at Annie's house, she finds him on the floor. Yeah. He fell out of bed. He couldn't get back up yep. again. And she's like, I want a surprise for you, but first you need to do something. Uh, he, she, she mentions how she was in the witness stand in Denver. Mm. And we, we find out later in a scrapbook why she was in the witness stand. But she said, look, you know what? She, how she, you were saying earlier, she's sort of very much a yeah. sort of a Catholic, sort of religious. She's look, I think it's up to me to show you the way. Yeah. And she drags in the barbecue, remember? And she grabs his book out of that leather case, puts it on the barbecue. She says, you need to get rid, rid the world of this filth. Just just covers it in <laughs> flammable liquid. Yeah. Oh. And she says, and he says, look, what? He goes, don't, don't worry about it. He goes, well, I won't publish it or... He's lying. There's multiple copies of this book, and she knows him too she well. She goes, "Okay, if you uh, if that's what you think, then burn it." I'll tell you what. It it doesn't ever have to be published. No one ever has to read it. I'll just keep it for myself. No one will even know it exists. As long as it does exist, your mind won't ever be free. I think you should light the match, Paul. Can't you see it's what God wants? You're so brilliant, I would think you'd certainly be able to see that. 
We're put on this earth to help people, Paul. Like I'm trying to help you. Please. Help me help you. It's a line out of uh, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> help me help you. Um, which came out years later, by the way. Um, the, did you notice, though, he, he's... Lit, lit the flame, and the flame, she goes, Jesus, the yeah, flame. She doesn't expect it. Oh, my God, that's By fire. the way, the house burns down um, because she she drags the uh, the barbecue the bar- out. There was a piece of the bloody curtain cur- still on fire. I mean, well, that was... Uh, there's a few of, issues with other this Other people scene. noticed that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, uh, but uh, she decides to get it under control. She learned quickly now, that flammable liquid can be yes, very, very and she, flammable. And she was sprinkling it on the bed while she's talking to him, yeah. remember? Well, well, that I'm was, thinking, what the hell That was the doing? best bit. I'm thinking, yeah. Jesus, that's a solid threat. Now, in the movie when uh, Paul is forced to burn the manuscript, do you remember it said it was untitled? Remember in the close-up? Yeah. In the novel, the title is Fast Cars. Yeah. And it's apparently a story from the, of a, it was 1950s detective drama. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, but the, he said, look, the it was a vast difference between sort of the Victorian era misery novels and, and his modern book. That's why she so hated it so yeah. much. Uh, back at Buster, she sees Annie's house. Remember they're in the helicopter? Remember yeah. at the end of that other scene, you hear a helicopter yeah. and he sort of he says, oh, that's the Wilkes place. He goes, that doesn't look like a Mustang to me. So yeah. she just sees his, her car uh, and, and they're away. You're thinking, oh, well, they're going to catch him. And he comes back in, gives him the novel, and he. This is where he starts to. This is where because I he's, need to hide some of these. The whole thing yeah. is turned now. He's like, yeah. I am in. I'm going to get trouble. out of here. Yeah. So he he sort of hides them under the mattress instead of taking them. Um, he's hiding them. She's out in the other room watching TV. Paul's in his room. He uses the fork on his dinner plate to put a hole in the mattress yeah. and store the uh, put the pills in there for later. Yeah. In the morning, uh, Paul is in a in a wheelchair. We find, and she says, "Here's your." New studio. <laughs> and she said, what do you think I'm going to do? Because you're going to write a new novel. She's got a Let's little... Correct it. She's got a fold-out yeah. table, yep. a typewriter, paper, yep. the whole kit. It's Misery's Return. Misery's Return. So uh, she said, look, I'll, it'll be a book in your honour for saving my life. So he sort of goes along with the plan, right? Yeah. And she pulls out the typewriter. Remember with the... Um, the missing the N. N. Yeah. Now Which, Stephen King, by the yeah. way, is later in the movie as you watch him type, yeah. the N is missing. The like, it's gone. so yeah, well it done. Is, it is. Yeah. Well, one of Stephen King's very first typewriters had a malfunctioning N. So wow. that's why he put it in. So just like the one in the movie. Now, in the novel, the typewriter drops its T and E keys as well. So there was more to fill in. Uh, those two letters are the second and first most commonly used letters in the English say, language. The so, is a real problem without so, the T and the E. Uh, making your job even a bit harder. <laughs> and she says, look, here's the view. It'll, it'll inspire you. And while she's talking, he notices the bobby pin on the floor. Do you notice this? He's yeah. looking on the floor. He goes, ooh. He, uh, he's thinking that, that could come in handy later. She gives him the paper. Remember, she comes in, gives him the paper and the typewriter. And she says, did, did I do good? And he looks at the paper and goes, eh, not quite the right paper. And she, he explains why. It does smudge after all. Isn't that fascinating? I thought you'd be interested. I'd I'd like for you to be in on everything, Annie, not just the finished book, but how it's written. Thank you for thinking of me. Anything else I can get while I'm in town? Any other crucial requirements that need satisfying? Would you like a tiny tape recorder? Or how about a handmade set of writing slippers? Well, just the, the paper will be fine. 
Are you sure? Because if you want, I'll bring back the whole store for you. Annie, what's the matter? What's the matter? I'll tell you what's the matter. I go out of my way for you. I do everything to try and make you happy. I feed you, I clean you, I dress you, and what thanks do I get? Oh, you bought the wrong paper, Annie. I can't write on this paper, Annie. <laughs> well, I'll get your stupid paper, but you just better start showing me a little more appreciation around here, Mr. Man. Ah! Oof. She slammed the box on his legs. Yeah, the box yeah. of paper. And uh, yeah, uh, five hundred, uh, you know, sheets of yeah, a ring heavy GSM paper is Mate. a heavy thing, isn't it? Doesn't it uh, take you back to like he, he, you need to buy the right paper for a typewriter? Because it's back in nineteen ninety. There's yeah. no, not you can't just fire up Word on your laptop, can no. you? It's a, I mean, it's a whole new process. To be honest, it is a remarkable thing the writing process of the yeah. era because wow. yeah. you know before a word processor and there were word processors in the in. Well, before computers yeah, it generally. Called, it was but, called liquid paper. No, but, <laughs> but just the idea of writing something and there being no other copy of it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly, it's a phenomenal yeah. thing exactly to think about. Exactly right, yeah. <clears throat> but she's, she leaves, she storms off. Um, he grabs the bobby pin and he picks the lock. I love this. is a great yeah. bit here where he, he's in there trying to do it. He drops it once and he picks up again. Just, Come on, you've written about this. You've got to do it. Like <laughs> He's written so many books. He's yeah. he, he's written about picking a lock with a bobby pin. And it does. And it does you it. hear the click. Yep. Boom, and he's he's out. He goes straight to the front door, and of course it's locked. All these doors, yeah. by the way, are locked from the inside uh, oh, and yeah. un- inaccessible from the inside, which is very is strange it, for any But door doesn't the lock. old school door, you lock it from inside, outside it's locked from the inside too? I like mean... There's no, it's, an old, it's not like a deadlock, it's, a, it's an I old guess, lock. Yeah, I guess that's, yeah. that's the way but it Here's was, the bit yeah. that got me, when he sees the phone, he goes, <gasps> oh, I'm going to make a call. I'm in. But it's a dummy It's phone. All the insides have been taken what out. What the hell? Man, gold. What is doing there? She, oh, that's obviously just for decoration. No, anyway, I think uh, I think it's I think it's her really being disconnected from mental, the world. Mental. Yeah, she's she's weird. Yeah. Anyway, Annie's coming back from the shops. Paul, meanwhile, has been wheeling around. She, she, Mate, she's on her way back. When from the he shops. knocks over the penguin, yes. despite the fact that he catches <sighs> it, the first thing I said is, "It's around the wrong, wrong way." <laughs> I'm we, yelling uh, <laughs> at the TV. <laughs> but she sees all of his books. There's like a little shrine to him. Yep. Did you see this? Uh, he grabs. Remember, he, he sees her finds, drug supply. Yes, finds the novel. Grabs this a couple of sleeves. This is where you realise he's going to get ahead. Yeah, of he's his got a plan, plan here. He's got a plan here. Um, anyway, he uh, he gets stuck in the doorway, and he thinks, oh, he crawls back to the door. It's locked again. He, the back door is locked. Um, he's thinking, well, I'm going to get back to the bedroom before she comes back. Yeah. He, he sees the knives on the counter as well, but doesn't get, get them at that point. No. Because he, he hears her coming out the driveway. Like, Holy heck. So she's rushed. What this were you thinking? Get solid, back! This is a solid, <laughs> typical movie suspense <laughs> moment of cut to one, cut to the other, yeah. cut to one, cut to the other, until you realise that they're going to they're gonna come together at some point. But and, uh, yeah, well, he ma- does make it back to the room and uh, she catches him. Paul, you're dripping with perspiration. Your color is very hectic. What have you been doing? You know damn well what I've been doing. I've been sitting here suffering. I need my pills. Poor dear. Let's get you back in bed and I'll get them. I want my pills now. It'll only take a second. No! He does that because he's got the, he, the pills. So they're and half hanging out. He's they're in his pants. He's covering yeah. the pill slip with his hand, and he can't <laughs> stick them in there until she's gone. Yeah. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, some good stuff there. Now, here, there was someone, there was a, a psychologist who looked at her, this movie, and said they said that he, she displays traits associated with a number of mental illnesses. Really? Yeah. What a shock. At the very least, bipolar disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorder. Yes. 
Munchausen syndrome. You know what that is? Okay, no. Munchausen syndrome is where someone feels fulfilled if the per- they're looking after someone. Uh, and what they do, they make that person sick, so they keep looking after them. Right, okay. Yeah, that's Munchausen syndrome. Uh, severe personality disorder, paranoia, antisocial, uh, and borderline schizophrenic um, Mate, as well. Ticks, ticks all the boxes. Yeah. Uh, in <laughs> this was uh, in the the special feature in the on the collector's edition DVD. There's a, a forensic psychologist said that she has got a catalogue of mental illnesses. <laughs> so very very well written by Mr. King. Now, the helicopter is they're back up in the air, and yep. they see the car, so the snow must have melted. Yep. They say that's his car. They The car gets lifted out, and they think, oh, well, he must be dead. He's, yep. so he's might There's a police officer out. making having yeah. a press conference yeah. saying, so you know, the up. presumption is he's dead. Assuming he's His gone. body's back yeah. there somewhere. We'll yep. have to wait until the first thaw before we'll find yep. his body. Yes. If an animal hasn't got to him first. That's right. It's pretty gruesome. Yep. And then, like, news reporters immediately report on his death. Yes. Now, what Buster notices, though, are the crowbar marks on the door. Do you remember this? When, Brilliant. And he says, This is where you go, Buster pulled genius. him out. That's yeah. right. So when. When Paul's car's found, now in the book, he's assumed to be dead. In there was that was the original the original subplot of the that that was a subplot of only of the movie. He was never assumed dead in the book. In the book, that this scene never happened. Mm-hmm. So he's just assumed missing. They don't they don't they don't fo- assume he's oh, they, dead. They never find the car. No, but in, in, how's this for a coincidence though, right? So there's a writer who's sort of I've driven off the road in 1999. Stephen King got struck by a car while he was out walking. Did you know this? And um, he was hit by a car, and there were some initial reports to say that he died. By the so I remember, he, I, I'm a big fan of his, right? I remember when this happened, thinking he cannot be dead. I'm thinking, what the hell? And there was these initial reports that he was in such a bad condition that he's going to die, but he recovered. He's obviously still alive now. But how's that for wow. the the, the uh, art imit- life imitating art? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, just, yeah, okay. Is so just back. to be clear, in the book, they never find the they car. They don't find the car. So the, yeah. the, the subplot of him being dead is only in the movie. Okay. So he's, they're assuming he's dead, yep. but that is not doesn't take place in the book. Now, in uh, back to Paul, he's folded up some paper and he's collecting all the novel. Remember, see, he was yep. taking the capsules apart, and he had to he's, eat the capsules because where else are you going to put which them? Which is fine. Which will you'll digest. Them, dissolve, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's eating the empty capsules and he's looking at the blank page. Did you see what he started typing out here? I can't remember what it was. He typed out fuck 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 fuck. <laughs> and that wasn't the one the one use of this word either. But did you <laughs> see that? There's another use of the word. Lucky we had that warning early. But he starts typing and she I think she no, she he's he's already started he's already started the new book right and she yep. says, Look, this isn't this isn't working out. Yeah, she's not liking it. Yeah, she's. I don't. I don't think this is. This is. The, you. You're better than this. But then he, she tells this interesting story about you know. She look. You can't. I think she mentions the guy. I like how you named the grave digger after me. That was not very kind of you. Yep. And she and he says. She says, look, but you can't. The, the, his plot device to keep her to make her alive again. She says you can't sell that. And he t- she tells a story about how she used to go to the movies and her reaction to one particular cliffhanger. Yes. When I was growing up in Bakersfield, my favourite thing in all the world was to go to the movies on Saturday afternoons for the chapter plays. Cliffhangers. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them serials. I'm not stupid, you know. <laughs> anyway, up. my favourite was Rocket Man. And once it was a no-breaks chapter. 
And the bad guy stuck him in a car on a mountain road, knocked him out and welded the door shut and tore out the brakes and started him to his death. And he woke up and tried to steer and tried to get out, but the car went off a cliff before he could escape. And it crashed and burned and I was so upset and excited. And the next week, you better believe I was first in line. And they always start with the end of the last week. And there was Rocket Man trying to get out. And here comes the cliff. And just before the car went off the cliff, he jumped free and all the kids cheered. But I didn't cheer. I stood right up and started shouting, this isn't what happened last week. Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. This isn't fair. He didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car. Cock-a-doody car. <laughs> I want to, I have such a bad memory, but you know what I would love to put into my lexicon is cock-a-doody car. Cock-a-doody car. I just want to use that somewhere, like yeah. in one of my car reviews or something. <laughs> this is a cock-a-doody car. Because it, it would it would resonate with people. That's, you know that's what I mean? so signature Stephen King. He's so just good. a genius like that. Um. So yeah, she's uh, she doesn't like getting cheated like that. But yeah. she says to him at the end, "Look, misery was buried in the ground. Start there." So he's working away. There's like a little montage of him sort of typing away. Yeah. And Paul's watching Annie read the pages. So she's she's been reading. She, each he, he's chapter. now got a, a daily editorial, yes. basically. So she's she's been reading as as he goes and. Uh, He's. I, I like how sort of that they sort of compressed a bit of time there about how much time he'd actually. Re- he had to write a few chapters for her to yeah. read, but uh, she likes what she's reading. Should I continue? You better. Oh, Paul. When Ian realized that the reason they'd buried Misery alive was because the beasting had put her in that temporary coma. And when Gravedigger Wilkes remembered how 30 years earlier the same thing had happened to Lady Evelyn Hyde. Oh, and then old Dr. Cleary deduced that Misery must be Lady Evelyn Hyde's long-lost daughter because of the rarity of deadly bee stings, my heart just leapt. <laughs> I've known from the very first book that Misery had to be born of nobility, and I was right. Yeah. Oh, Paul, can I read each chapter when you finish? I can fill in the ends. Will she be her old self now that Ian has dug her out, or will she have amnesia? Have to wait. Will she still love him with that special, perfect love? You'll have to wait. Not even a hint? Mm-mm. Oh! Misery's alive! Misery's alive! Oh, it's so romantic! Oh, this whole house is going to be filled with romance! Oh, I'm going to put on my Liberace records. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, by the way, because yeah. I just had a Google while we were listening to the clip, I finally remember where, because I'm thinking, oh, Kathy Bates is much bigger... Yeah. Star that She's is. in Titanic, yeah. No, nah, mate. She was in a TV show too, yeah. You know what a she lawyer, was in? A lawyer show. No, you know what she was in? The Office, US edition. Ah. With two big Dalmatians, which is why you ah, need to watch it. Oh, there you it. go, there they you were, go. They're, they're huge dogs. And she's a she's a great character in this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, she's so versatile. It's, it's finally hit she's me why, so why I recognise her oh, so okay. well. Okay, there you go. That's good. So uh, that she loves the book. Yep. She's playing a Liberace record. She <laughs> says to her, look, have dinner with me to celebrate Misery's return. Yes, right? this is his brilliance of going, well, how can I do this, you know, yes. uh, drug trick? So he's thinking, great. She's, he's got like a whole pa- packet full of Novril ready to spike her drink. Yep. Um, back in Buster's office, though, he's bought all of Misery, <laughs> the Misery books. Yes. And uh, they're they're trying. He's thinking. Look, I need to get a clue. I love this little. This, the, I love the banter between the wife and the husband. You see, and she says something. And she's oh, it's just that kind of sarcasm that gives our marriage that real spark. <laughs> she's a, he's got the nice. It's a, great, it's a great simple little side. Yes, side, it is good. side duo. So Annie uh, back at home. She's yep. the table set. She's all dressed up. They're eating meatloaf, 
And he says, let's toast to misery. And, and he says, because he's got to now get, get out of the room yes. so he can pour the Spike novel drink, in. Yeah. So he says, go and get candles. And yes. she's like, oh, he's like, you don't have to. But he kind of just subtly reverse psychology yep. forces her to go and get the candles. I like when she leaves the room, he's sort of talking to her while she's... Yep, to, so which is a smart way of checking diverting. how far away they yeah, are. Yeah, so, so you can tell how close they are to coming back. So he pours all the novel yes. into her wine, right? And she spills And uh, she comes back and uh, she goes, oh, no, clumsy me. Oh, he spills mate, it everywhere. Just see the look on his face. <laughs> I felt him oh, at that point. He went, oh. Like, I'm so invested at this point that I'm like, oh, man, oh, how God. are you going to get out now? Now, here's another little montage where he's typing away chapter five. She's read the chapter. Buster is also cutting to him reading the misery books. Back to him, he's up to chapter 12. And she says, oh, this is the best misery you've ever written. And then we see, too, like the, when he's between chapters, he's trying to, uh, he's lifting the typewriter above his head because remember he had a dud shoulder? Yes. So he's now his shoulder he's sort been, of getting back, his exercise, like practicing, yes. trying to strengthen you, his shoulder. So you think about yeah. any, and like whether you're uh, an idiot or not, I think anyone realizes with any form of injury, you don't just heal the injury, you have to have physio to recover yeah. from it. So, so for rehab. me, that's him doing a bit of rehab yeah. on the shoulder. Smart. That's smart of him to do that. Um, he's he's smashing out the manuscript at this point and still lifting the typewriter every now and again, but there, there was a scene. This is a, a disturbing scene here where she she's even though she's loving the book, she comes in all depressed. Annie, what is it? The rain. Sometimes it gives me the blues. When you first came here. I only love the writer part of Paul Sheldon. But now I know I love the rest of him too. I know you don't love me. Don't say you do. You're a beautiful, brilliant, famous man of the world and I'm not a movie star type. She's definitely got the blues. And she says, look, the other book's almost finished. Soon you'll want to leave. And he says to her, look, why would I want to leave? Yeah. But you think, what could she possibly say to that? But here's what she comes up with. I have this gun. Sometimes I think about using it. I better go now. I might put bullets in it. <laughs> she's she's got every extreme, eh? She, if, mate, if one extreme to the other. That is a wild ride with this woman. Yeah, pretty big. Um, this is a great scene yeah. though now because old Buster is yeah, he's he's now in bed with the old deputy. Yep. Uh, but he's reading Misery. And he, he comes across a line, doesn't he? Mm. And and he keeps he says it a few times and he reaches for a pen and paper and he writes it down. Writes it down. So what is it? Justice. There is a justice higher than man. I will be judged, I'll by, be him. judged by him. So this is something that misery or someone character yeah. in misery has said. Yes. And it's an interesting For some it, reason he, he recognizes it. So at the time obviously we fast forward a bit and we know why, but at the time I'm thinking 
He's now so invested in this author, yeah. he's loving he, he's loving the lines he comes up with. Because, you know, this guy works in law enforcement. He'd, yep. he'd go to a courthouse now and then. This is a good line. This is a really good line. Yep. I just can't write it down. I think that's Absolutely. that's where my head was at at the time. So, meanwhile, Annie, she drove off after she drives out in the rain with the yep. gun. Um, so, Paul's alone again. He goes out to the kitchen and grabs a knife. Yeah. But he sees the scrapbook open. See this? And... We sort of see Oof. a little bit of a history. This is more than just yeah. you know family photos. Yeah, so this it's a story about her husband dying. Uh, there's a story about a nurse student falling to her death. She's then named the head of ICU. A story about newborn deaths in yeah. hospitals. Nurse, and how the she's nurse was investigated. Yep. Uh, she goes to prison. A, she was arrested. Yeah, so she went to prison. Uh, but then he's thinking, right, I, I need to get back to my room here. So he's in bed and he's got he's his got the the knife, knife under his sling and he's, yeah, practicing he's practicing how to get it out quickly <laughs> out of the sling to stab her. Yes. Him. So, uh, but Annie's back, but she doesn't come into his room, remember? No. He expected her to come in. He was going to go, right, I'm going to do it right yeah. here, but she doesn't come into the room. So she goes straight to bed. He's asleep. And the next day, he sees her, right, like hovering over him, gives him a shot, remember? She put he injects him with something. Yeah. So he's coming too, and she says, "Look, I know you've been out. You've been out of your room. Oh, I haven't. Paul, my little ceramic penguin in the study always faces due south. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Ceramic penguin. Is this what you're looking for? <laughs> Is the knife? Is the knife here? Yeah. I know you've been out twice, Paul. First, I couldn't figure out how you did it. But last night, I found your key. The bobby pin? I know I left my scrapbook out. <laughs> I can imagine what you might be thinking of me. But uh -oh. you see, Paul, it's all okay. Last night, it came so clear. I realize you just need more time. Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being oh, here. Oh, man. <laughs> I love how she goes on, though, to explain the early days of the Kimberley diamond mines and what they used to do to people who tried oh, to mate, steal and leave. No, if they caught it. them, they had to make sure they could go on working, but they also had to make sure they could never run away. At the same time, she's putting the a block of wood between his hobbling. ankles. Whatever you think, I'm not doing it. Oh, don't. don't do it. I can't. Please, <laughs> <laughs> some of the audio's not here. God. Shh, darling. No. Trust me. You're not playing the audio, God are you? Sake. It's for the best. Hey, please! Oh. Ah. Ah. Almost done. <laughs> Ouch! Listen to this. Ah. God, I love you. Oh, man! This woman God, is I a love you. fruitcake. But did you like how between shots with the sledgehammer, she says, Shh, <sighs> almost done. <laughs> Man. So, I, yeah, he's passed out now. Um, I wrote in my message to you at that exact moment, <laughs> I wrote, holy effing <laughs> shit. I, mate, I'm still, oh, mate. Solid, because, solid twist. So this is the point, right? I talked about earlier, I was expecting horror in some way. Yeah. And this movie has been basically... Uh, well, a psychological. Sort psychological of yeah, thriller. Yeah, yeah. With just the best acting. And then, because it's not just a, a you know swinging of the arms, they then show feet dangling. Oh, yeah, mate! There is a version of this movie that actually shows a bit more. Oh, they mate. had to they had to cut it back a bit. Oh man! 
So now um, Annie's Whew. out driving. Um, do you like this bit where she's driving and Buster actually sees her yell a yell at a at another driver? She calls yes. him a dirty birdie or something. She yells out to him. That's sort of her version of road rage. Which I think Buster. So Buster gets up and thinks, "What's going on there?" Yeah. But I think that's completely out of character for her. Yeah. So I think she is known in the town as this quiet, yeah. church-going, you know, nurse. Yes. So Buster so, but, looks out and goes, what's going on but here? But this triggered something in Buster because yes. what he does, he goes, he she's gone into the store, he goes to the library and thinking, going through the old papers, and he finds the quote. My only Remember? problem with this scene yeah. is that he's looking through the book, nah, pick, puts that one down, picks up another one, and then he flicks directly to the page. Yeah. He just needed a little bit of an extra page turn would be my only criticism okay, fair enough. of the shot. But he sees the article <laughs> and her quote, there is a justice higher than that of man, I'll be judged by him. So she's plagiarising Paul Sheldon's she's lines used there. Paul Sheldon's yeah. line outside of a court, <laughs> and it's in the paper, yeah. and Buster. So we assume now... So he's thinking, hello. We assume yeah. now Buster had read this before, it stuck in his mind, yeah. and it, there it jumped out at him when he read it again. That's that's yes. the assumption? Oh, I think so too, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back so which Annie, also uh, assumes, by the way, that the town, and therefore Buster and his wife, yeah. know that Annie has this history. Small town, mate. Of course. They would know that. Yeah, but yeah. you come to a small town with that history in another state or whatever, you yeah. could potentially come Maybe. with a fresh leaf. Maybe. That, that was my assumption. Okay, okay. But um, the, there was a really quick scene where Annie's outside the house and... She waves to Paul, <laughs> and, he, and he gives her the finger. <laughs> That's funny. Meanwhile, back at uh, Buster's oh, sniffing man. around and um, goes into the store and asks the guy in the store, he goes, any new Paul Sheldon books? And did Annie buy any? He goes, did, Annie, did she buy them? She always asked for the first copy, and she also bought typing paper. Yeah, he said, has she been buying anything out, out of the ordinary? Yeah. And he goes, you mean like typing paper? So he's thinking, what? So now... Um, He's driving to Annie's Annie's house. So Paul sees a sheriff's car and she rushes in. So she's sort of obviously seeing him as well. She rushes in, gives Paul a shot, another shot to knock yeah. him out. And then um, she hides him in the basement. Yeah. Right. Annie's opened the door and, hello, how are you? And, and says, oh, look at my manners. Come in. And she goes, do you know anything about Paul Sheldon? And she just <laughs> she recites his biography. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, I mean a little no, bit I more, mean, yeah. like recently. She says, but, oh, I've got all these books. And she goes, oh, look at my manners. I haven't invited you in. This is a, such a great scene because what it does is establishes that she's not just a psychopath, but yeah. she's, she's, she's got a plan she's for this. Canny, yeah. She's canny, she's, She hasn't thought of this on the spot, by the way. In yeah. my mind, she she all along thinks, if anyone asks why I'm buying paper, why I'm buying paper, yeah. because she basically says to Buster, look, I heard he's missing. Yeah. I heard about the accident. It's God's will for me to be his replacement. replacement yeah. So that's why she's got the typewriter. Here's my writing room. Here's my paper. Yeah. She's she's created a plausible Deniability about yeah, the whole thing, absolutely, which is yeah. brilliant. It's really smart. And and Buster goes upstairs, and she goes, "Oh, George, you like some cocoa?" He goes, "Yeah, oh, if you mind." And he sort of sneaks upstairs, and you're thinking, oh, I, "I sort of had a psycho feel here." I'm thinking, no, "Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen up here?" And then you, she appears behind him, and oh, here's your cocoa. He's not going to find anything up there. There's yeah. nothing up there. Here's your cocoa. Yeah, comes back downstairs, and no, there's nothing going to be found. So um, I like how. He's sort of come downstairs, and, and you uh, hear some noise. Like Paul's in the basement. But the sort best of part of this, to. though, is yeah. a little, just a touch earlier as they flash back to show Paul on the ground yeah. while the sheriff's in the house. He does make a very small move because he's like coming out of his yeah. comatose state, and there's a very small noise, very yeah. small noise. Yeah. But that's and the moment you go, wait, that's 
that's a way out, and he yeah. uses it. He does. So he when does, when the yeah. sheriff's outside, Paul makes yeah. this cracking well, noise he, he, with that uh, barbecue. Yeah, he spill. He actually chips the barbecue over. Yep. And so what he does, he walks back in the house, and he's nowhere to be seen. He opens the door, sees Paul Sheldon. Paul Sheldon sees him, and Paul thinks he's he's, he's saved. saved. And then a hole is burst Boom. through the chest of Buster. That's right. And I am like, wow! <laughs> so Annie just shot him with a shotgun. Wow! And Also, that really well shot, shot, yeah. shot because yeah. he's, he's there, falls forward, and there she is. Yeah, with the gun. Like, so good. In the top of the stairs, yeah, so now. Good. Oh, man. He, but she's, she's got a plan, though. You see, I've known for some time why I was chosen to save you. You and I were meant to be together forever. Now our time in this world must end. But don't worry, Paul. I've prepared for what must be done. I put two bullets in my gun. One for you and one for me. Oh, darling, it'll be so beautiful. But you know what I like about this bit here? Rather than panicking... Paul, he keeps his nerve. Like he says, all the way okay, through, yeah. he has this nerve. He's, he's, got a, he's still got a plan. Spot on. We are meant to be together. And I know we must die. But it must be so that misery can live. We have the power to give misery eternal life. We must finish the But the time is now. Soon others will come. It's almost finished. By dawn, we'll be able to give misery back to the world. So smart. Meanwhile, he's hidden the lighter fluid. Yeah, and she, he has a lighter fluid in the back of his pants, and she's basically like, okay, we've got to get this happening. And she leaves him... She pushes the chair, wheelchair at the top of the stairs as if yeah. to say, get yourself back yeah, up. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Which also, <laughs> by the way, plot hole is one of the biggest problems with the whole movie is how the hell does this guy get around so much on his own and how did she get him into the bed and the car and everywhere in the very first place yeah. at the crash scene? She's but anyway. Strong. She puts her over, at the start, she put him over his shoulder. She's a big, oh, she's a big girl. I don't know. She's pretty strong. Anyhow, um, the... We see Paul is smashing out the last bit of the yep. book. Annie, Annie asks about it, and she says, look, I'm right in the last chapter. She's got all these questions, and she says, okay, I know what you need. I need to get you a cigarette. One one uh, bottle of Dom Perignon, she says it wrongly. Yeah, and he, and, uh, and he, re- he repeats it wrongly yeah. as well. And he says, look, I'm almost done. Get the champagne, but you know what? We're going to need two, two glasses. glasses. So while she's out getting the, the glasses, he puts the manuscript on the floor and pours the lighter fluid on it. And he's got his match. And he, she comes back in the room. Remember how for all those years nobody knew who Misery's real father was? Or if they'd ever be reunited? It's all right here. Does she finally marry Ian? Or will it be Winthorne? It's all right here. Paul, you can't! Why not? I learned it from you. Smashed oh. it with a typewriter and then hits it with a typewriter because remember he was practicing. Yes. And so he's got the strength, 
cracks her in the head, and then they have they wrestle around on the floor. But <laughs> he he grabs part of the burnt book. Hey, you want it? You want it? Eat it! Eat it to yourself, you sick, twisted fuck! Do you like this bit where he oh, trips man. her and she cracks her head on the typewriter? Yes. You think she's dead. Yes, that very point, much so. Yeah, yeah. But he sort of crawls back towards the door. She gets up and grabs him again. And he, I think he grabs it was a doorstop in the yeah. shape of a pig. Yeah. And he clocks her in the face. and She's gone at that good, point. Good night, nurse, literally. Yeah. Good night, nurse. Anyway. Man. Yeah, after you get your breath back. <sighs> Mate, because that is a wild yeah. probably 20 minutes. Yeah. It's a wild. That part of the movie for sure. But... Next scene, final scene, it's 18 months later. Yeah. New York, Paul's walking down the street with a walking stick. Solid surgeons. Wonder why. He's got a walking stick, yeah. He's meeting, he meets his agent in the restaurant. The new book, he's got a new book, The Higher Education of J. Philip Stone. Did you see this? And she's saying, look, the Times Review is going to be a love letter. Uh, you're going to have a shot at some prizes here. You're finally going to be taken seriously, which is kind of what he wanted at the start of the movie, remember? Yes, but he now... He wanted to be taken seriously. Now he turns it on his <laughs> and goes, I really don't care about all that. I yeah. wrote this for me. For him. That's right. And then uh, in some way he says, Annie Wilkes, help me. Yeah. And then she, she, um, uh, she suggests a, a non-fiction book about it as well. Yeah. I think I've got a bit of a typo in yeah, our notes too, there, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> she says... Guess what do you mean? You you mean you want me to make turn this into a money making? Sell thing? the most miserable part of my yeah. life into a money making exercise. But what did you think here? Where Annie, the waitress comes the out? The waitress and it's, and Annie. it's Annie walking towards oh, him. I was okay at this point because I knew it was a hallucination. The camera's on him and he's thinking, oh. And then you you see the shot back of the woman. It's not Annie. It's a waitress. Yeah. And, and he, she but, says, but this is the point. He says, "I keep seeing her," and that's where you realize yeah. he doesn't freak out in the restaurant because yeah. it keeps happening. Right. And then what does she say? He's number one number fan. One so fan. When, when they flash back to the actual waitress that isn't Kathy Bates, yeah. the she waitress says, says, I'm your number, number one, one fan, fan, which is the worst thing at this point Whoa. you could possibly say to Paul Sheldon. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, did you cut a couple of good lines in this one too? Uh, I like this one where, remember she said, I've got a surprise for you? See, isn't this nice? Great. I always wanted to visit the other side of the room. <laughs> Look what I got for you. An electric razor. So you can shave yourself now. <sighs> if I knew this was going to be the surprise, I'd have burned all my books. <laughs> <laughs> Would have burned them all. I do oh. love this one, though. This just sort of sums up her as well. I thought you were good, Paul. But you're not good. You're just another lying old dirty birdie. And I don't think I'd better be around you for a while. You're just a lying dirty bird. Dirty bird. That in the cockadoody car. <laughs> okay, how did that happen? Uh, some plot holes here. Annie shoots the sheriff, but she leaves the body there. Yeah. Body's just there on the staircase, you'd assume, eh? Well, so how does Paul get up for, up the staircase? More importantly, how did the body not fall on Paul? Yeah, well, Down I the think bottom. It, yeah, maybe that's that's. It, but she sort of. She Either says, way, I'm going to go. It's a problem. He he was. But but the other thing though that that's one plot hole, but the other plot hole is that he had a gun, he had a revolver. Remember? Oh yeah. So he had the gun on him. Why didn't Paul grab that gun? Yeah, yeah. That's so, a very good plot. Yeah. Hole. So hello, what are you gonna do there? Uh, towards the end of the movie, uh, here's the other speculation about how long he was in the house. So how long? Because don't forget, he wrote a bit of a book, wrote a whole other book. So you think, unless he's a super fast writer, 
how long do you reckon it is? Now, in it's only four weeks since the road accident. So in, in a month, he did all that work. But judging by the snow and the, the different sort of the change of seasons, it was it seemed a bit longer. In the novel, it was at least two to three months because there was a calendar. I never got a sense of time yeah, being... Yeah. I, I, it was always left was to months. me to decide. In the book, it was months because there was a calendar Was it actually in, in yeah. the movie that it was a certain length of time? No. In the no. movie, it's sort of left, it's sort of left a bit ambiguous. Mate, I had it know. at three, three months. Like, that's what I'm okay. thinking. Okay, well, in the, in the book, that's, that's what it was, two to three months. But the, yeah. the film sort of was around four to four to I five weeks. I was just judging by yeah. his injury recoveries yeah. and things like that. Um, things you might not know, mate. Uh, James Khan once showed up on the set hungover, yeah. and that day shooting uh, that he that he all the scenes he shot that day unusable. So he said, "Look, we're gonna have to do them again." He Rob Reiner said to James Khan, um, "There was a, a problem at the lab. They reckon the film was was stuffed, so they had to do them all again." He didn't say because you stuffed it. He made an excuse to say there was a you know they used to develop the film in the lab. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. So yeah. But uh, James Kahn, though, apparently uh, found out that it wasn't the lab later on, and he offered to pay for the the money that was lost in the production. Wow. Yeah, he offered to pay for it. Okay. Did you know Jack Nicholson was offered the role of Paul Sheldon? Oh, that Jack be, Nicholson, yeah. uh, but he passed because he'd already made a Stephen King film. Yep. He was in The Shining. Yep. And he he didn't want to he didn't want to be in another Stephen King film. Wow. Kathy Bates, uh, there was a scene cut out of the movie, and Kathy Bates was disappointed. There was a scene where there's a young police officer that comes to her house, and she kills him and runs him over with her lawnmower. <laughs> that was cut out of the movie. The director, Rob Reiner, was afraid that the audience would laugh at it. They thought it, they might have been the wrong reaction. Did you notice the movie, the themes of the book, right? The themes of the book, uh, in, in the book, the theme was Paul had a substance abuse and addiction. He was addicted. Um, and how that sort of plays into his captivity. In the book, she's sort of giving him the drugs to keep oh, him... To keep okay, him. okay, right. The, the movie sort of was more the pain, drugs for the pain. The book was more drugs to keep him on From the habit. Withdrawals, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was the difference there. Um, novel, as I said, is a fictional form of codeine. Um, and the... So he... he King said the, the the inspiration for that was he himself was having addiction problems. Wow! So this was a symbol of his own his own problems okay. that he was going through. Um, so the yeah, so that that was kind of the it was a metaphor for his own sort of trapped by his own his own uh, substance abuse. Yeah. Now the typewriter that she buys that she buys for him is a Royal Model Ten typewriter. Do you notice it said Royal on the back? Royal 10 was one of the first successfully mass-produced typewriters which would set the standard for all the typewriters that would follow. It was kind of like the iPhone of its era, you know. It sort of changed everything. Uh, It was produced between 1914 and 1934. Pretty good. The the 10 model can, you can use, you'd see was used well after the model was discontinued as they kind of built to last forever sort of thing, you know. Um... Annie places the wooden block between James Carr's ankles. It. Stop it. Uses a sledgehammer. Stop it. But in the book, you know what she does? I don't want to know. In the book, she cuts off his foot. Oh, what? Yeah, she uses an axe and cuts off his foot. Oh, yeah. mate. So she he's, uh, loses a foot. 
the scene which was changed for the movie because Rob Reiner didn't want too much gore. It would have been too too bloody for him. Oh, yeah, cheers, yeah, Rob. Yeah, but in the, no. in, the, in the book... The sledgehammer, you, fine. No you, worries, yeah, mate. You read the book and he loses a foot. Jesus Christ, Did Rob. you see the... Uh, did you notice the who the helicopter pilot was? No. Rob Reiner, the director. He, was, uh, he played the pilot. Did you know the cars that they were driving? Annie's has... She was a, a 1974 Jeep Cherokee. I was a Jeep Cherokee. Jeep okay. Cherokee, yes. Paul's car is a 1966 66. Ford Mustang. Yes. Yeah. Righto, that's the end of Nit and Misery. Give oh, us your wrap-up and rating. I'm still exhausted from <laughs> the carnage that was the horrific final of that <laughs> whole thing. Man, that's a 9.5 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love that movie. And I feel, I don't want to go off too early here, but I feel like that's one of the best we've done because yep. there's just so much to it. The character evolution... Yeah. The difference between the book and the and the movie that you talk about, and just generally, it's it's really about two actors pulling off something in one room that that yeah, you just brilliant. couldn't believe. It sort of had everything. Had a really good plot. Had had great characters, great acting, good directing. Yeah. And you, if if someone said to you guys, "Oh, I've got a movie about a writer trapped in a room by his number one fan," and you go, "Yeah, what else?" You're thinking on, she on the surface. She cuts his foot off. <laughs> but then on the you surface, go, okay, you, I'm yeah, so what? But seriously? Yeah, but it just, oh, I, it's testimony to Stephen King's writing. Yes. But also to the, the way it was adapted, it was brilliant. I, I genuinely yeah. believe that you could, if, if knowledge from the world was erased and you released this today, yeah. this this yeah. is a blockbuster. Mate, it's a, like no, it, it's a 9.8 for nothing me. Nothing needs to be yes. redone. It's brilliant. What would it you reshoot brilliant. in that? Nothing. It was brilliantly done. Should we cast, uh, cast our minds forward to next week? Oh, next week, a uh, totally different type of movie. We're okay. watching Robocop. Oh, really? Released in 1987. Now, I'll oh. tell you ahead of time, just like The Warriors, this is one of my favourite movies ever. Oh, I'll okay. tell you don't ahead of time. I'll be honest Don't put too much pressure on you. Yeah. It was the last time that happened. <laughs> yeah. It was directed... There's a lot of feedback about that, by the way. A lot of people on my side, not your side, on The Warriors. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Robocop was directed, <laughs> was directed by Paul Verhoeven. Okay. Oh. Which of these movies didn't he direct? Okay, so the, which movie did he not direct? A. Basic Instinct. B. Total Recall. C. Face Off. D. Starship Troopers. It feels like Basic Instinct. Bow, bow, wrong. He directed Basic Instinct okay. with Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone. He also directed Total Recall. Also directed Starship Troopers. He did not direct Face Off. That was directed by John Woo. Okay. Which sort of came out around the same time. Looking forward to showing you Robocop. I hope you like it as much as I do. It we'll has. Uh, I've got the. I've just got the 4K edition of it as well. It's uh, been one of my favorite. My favorites. It's a short, sharp movie too. You'll Is like it. it. It's a, like a, a ninety-minute, ninety-minute sharp, short and sharp. But that was misery. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Fetch. Uh, if you want to watch them on a High Sense TV, that was our show for this week. The best movies you've never seen. Misery. Next week, we're talking Robocop. Trev, see you then. See you then.